Morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Sure beats being overwhelmed and defeated and beat down, beat up. God didn't intend that you and I be overwhelmed and defeated. His plan is for us to rise above whatever we encounter and for us to overcome it. And he's given us his spirit to enable us to do that. He's given us his word, a measure of his own faith. And so come on into the classroom with us today and believe the Lord, just like we just confessed, to feed that faith and nourish it. Uh, not something that, that I would be doing. The Lord is doing it for you. He's using us, but he's ministering by his spirit, by his word. This existed long before any of us came along. Let it build you up today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing. Thank you for your wonderful life-giving, life-changing spirit, asking you for answers and quickening. And we we'll give you thanks in advance for victories and answers today and to come in Jesus' name. Get glory to yourself in every part and every way we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you turn please in our great textbook again to 1 John, the fifth chapter. We started on this yesterday. We're actually beginning a, a new uh, series, and we're calling it Overcoming Faith. Overcoming Faith. And it, it, the idea comes from these verses right here in 1 John 5. The very first verse, he said, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And then in verse uh, uh, 4, he continues talking about being born of God. For whatsoever, or we'd say whosoever, is born of God overcomes the world. And that, that makes perfect sense. That's logical. Anything born of the Almighty is not going to be weak and defeated. Huh? I mean, if it's really, uh, you know, we, we say... Uh, talking about parents and children, well, man, they're a, they're a chip off the old block. You know, well, the apple don't fall far from the tree. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, they get it honestly. People say, well, they take after their dad, their mom. Well, uh, that shouldn't be a shock. They're, they were born of them, right? They maybe were reared with them. And, and so if you're born of God, what caliber of material is God made out of? <laughs> huh? I mean, is God a loser? No. Then he doesn't have loser 
sons and daughters. Hmm? Oh, somebody say, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. Well, that, that means your spiritual DNA is victory. Oh, I don't know if you heard that or not. I said, your, your spiritual makeup, your very DNA of your being is, is victory, is life, is light, is love. Why? Because that's where you come from. You're, when you were born again, the scripture said, old things were passed away. Behold, all things uh, have become new and they are of God. And what does that mean? That, that spiritually, I was born again and I'm a child of God. That's not just a phrase. I'm literally, spiritually, his child. He begat me. I'm begotten of him. And I'm from his, I'm made out of the same material he's made out of. Because I came from him. And that's why it is so ridiculous for believers to be beat down, depressed, dejected, talking about what a failure they are, what a mess up they are. That is a deceived Christian. They don't know who they are. The devil has lied to them and they have listened to it to the point they have come to believe it. And so they're acting like something they're not. If you're a child of God, you were never a loser. You were never a defeated, uh, dejected one. You were never such a thing. You were always, from your conception in the new birth, a victorious one. You're, you're born of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I, I am born, born of, God. of God. You know, people get hung up on uh, uh, family trees and genealogies, and they can go on and on and on. And most of it, we don't have records past a certain point. So you... Uh, you know, don't get too <laughs> hyped on that one. <laughs> but having been born again, your genealogy is easy to track. I am born of God. Whoo! What else do you need to know? <laughs> oh, come on, say, I am born of God. I'm a, I'm a child of God. We are called the sons of God. Now, don't get hung up on gender. There are male sons and female sons physically. But in Christ, there's neither male nor female. We're all called the sons of God. Don't, don't get hung up on that. It's like man. God created man. Well, there are male man and female man. <laughs> But uh, we are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. And that is forever. For we are just barely beginning to find out what that means. And we are so young. Even if you're 90 years old. Even if you've been walking with the Lord for 50 years, 70 years, whatever it may be. That's nothing in the time frame God operates and exhausts. Uh, 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 operates in and experiences. The scripture said that uh, 
A thousand years with him is like a watch in the night. It's like last night to us. And so what would a hundred years be? It's, uh, you and I, when, when the Bible calls us, the Lord calls us his little children, it's not a figure of speech. <laughs> I mean, compared to him and how long we've been around, we are uh, little ones. We are just getting started ones. We're in the beginnings ones. But as time progresses, it's going to be more and more obvious who we are and what we are. The scripture talks about this right here. Even though that the world does not yet see and know what we are and who we are, yet chapter 3, if you're so close to it, just back up. Chapter 3 of 1 John, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. This is chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore the world knows us not because it knew him not. When Jesus came to the earth, for the most part, the earth did not know who, who came. They did not recognize it was the Son of God. It was the Master who had come now to save. Most of the religious leaders didn't accept him. Uh, most all the political leaders didn't accept him. Uh, most of the population didn't. It's, it's sad that, that God is in their midst and they don't know who's there. And for the same reason, they don't recognize us either, who we are and what we are. But look at verse 2. Beloved, now... Are we the sons of God? When are you going to, to become the son, a son of God? You are right now a son of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Thank God for the new birth. Thank God for being born again a child of God. And as a child of God, we need to find out who we are. And what we are. Because God has planned for us. And it is a, it's an eternal plan. It's a long term plan. And so if you've had a rocky start. Don't let it bother you. <laughs> There's a lot of time in front of you. To get this worked out. Not only in this life. But I'm talking about beyond this life. Uh, in the, uh, the fifth chapter again. Look at this. 5-4, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Jesus came and showed us how to do it. He, he said, uh, uh, in the world, in the gospel account of John, in the world you'll have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Did he do it? He overcame temptation when he was here. Remember the 40 days and nights? He overcame the opposition of unbelievers. Uh, he overcame even the, the mock trial. and He overcame death. He overcame hell. <laughs> And the grave, right? Talk about an overcomer. Talk about a champion. There's never been 
never will be a greater champion, a greater victor, a greater overcomer than the master himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is he your hero, the greatest of all time? Huh? (laughs) Some people claim that title. It's his title. I said it's the master's title. Greatest of all time, it's him. Him. Greatest victor, greatest overcomer, greatest conqueror, and he conquered it all. The Bible said in Hebrews, in all points, he was tempted, just like us, yet without sin. No failure, (laughs) no defeat. Victory after victory after victory after victory after victory until all the way to the cross and then total victory over sin and judgment and death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might say, well, amen, amen, but but what does that have to do with me? Because you are in him and he is in you. And part of that he did to demonstrate to us how to do it. Now, nobody could do what he did at the cross and in the heart of the earth except him. And nobody's blood could be presented like his. But those 30 plus years prior to that and leading up to that, he's demonstrating how to overcome things in this life as a man without any unfair advantage over us. Because Philippians said he emptied himself. He laid aside his mighty weight and glory and power and became like other men. Was he an overcomer? I'm talking about as a, as a man operating as a man of God, operating as a prophet in this natural world. When do we ever see him curled up in the fetal position, sobbing and crying and saying, I can't do it. I can't, this is too big. I can't, I can't make it. You can't even imagine that, can you? Why? Because he never did. What, what does that mean, though? If he never did that, you never have to do that. Oh, that was too weak. I said, if he never did that, I never have to do that because he's doing it as a man, showing me and you how to do it as a man, as human beings. And then he has given us his spirit and he has given us his faith and he showed us how to do it and he told us how to do it. Then he gave us everything we need to do it and then he calls us and says, he that says he's in me, let him walk even as he walked. Hallelujah. If you believe on me, he said, the works I do, you'll do also. And even greater works than these shall you do. Why? Because I'm going to the Father. If he had stayed here another 10, 20, 30, 40 years, the works would have just kept getting bigger and greater and greater. But he wasn't just here to do that only. He was here to demonstrate how to live and how to overcome and then to give his life a ransom for everybody and accomplish and fulfill prophecy, obtain an eternal redemption for us. But you and I need to, to look at the gospel accounts. And we need to think about how Jesus dealt with everything and realize that's not just something to ooh and ah about. It's something to duplicate, something to repeat, something that all of us should be doing over and over and over again. 
there's a, a, a thing that you'll hear sometimes, uh, what would Jesus do? Uh, and people even make, you know, bracelets and what have you. And I'm not knocking any of that. I, that's a good question to ask. But you don't have to just stay there. What did Jesus do? What did he do is what you should focus on. You don't just have to sit around and wonder, hmm, wonder what Jesus would do. <laughs> no. Uh, how about reading the book? You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is full of what Jesus did. And then you don't want to conjecture about what he might do with this. You want to do what he did. And if you do, you'll overcome. You'll overcome. You'll overcome. You won't be overcome. You will overcome. You won't be a victim. You'll be a victor. Hallelujah. Look at it again. Verse 4. 1 John 5, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Is it God's will for you to overcome or be overcome? overcome. That's not a trick question. Uh, th there are a lot of uh, church-going folks uh, and preachers that will tell you or imply that a, a disaster situation was somehow God's plan and will for you. Well, that's saying that defeat is sometimes the will of God. Well, if you believe that, how do you know when to resist and when to fight and when not to? How do I know that I'm not supposed to just give up and go with it and let it destroy me because it's God's mysterious will working out something that I don't understand in my life. This is garbage. It's preached all over the place. But it is absolutely deception from the enemy. There is no such thing as a God-ordained destruction in a believer's life. God-ordained failure. Uh-uh. People are confused about this. God is victory. He's light. He's life. He's love. He's peace. He's joy. Depression is not of God. It's not His will. Defeat and destruction. Didn't the scripture say in Peter, He's not willing that any should perish. Is this true or not? Is it true or not? Because you've got a lot of folks saying, well, yeah, but we just... We don't understand everything. Well, that's true, but, you know, it must have been God's will for you to go through all this because he's teaching you something. No, devastation, ruin, destruction, despair, failure. This is not God's plan. This is not God's will. Now, I realize there are folks that will disagree on that. And they'll say, well, I, no, I've, you know, you just, you don't understand you know, these things are bigger than you can understand. Show me in the Word. <laughs> huh? You got to base your faith on the Word. Not all this goofy stuff that people come up with trying to explain things they don't understand. Come back, bring everything back to the Word. Bring everything. Everything you hear me say, everything you hear in faith school, you check out every bit of it by this book. If you can't find it in here, if you can't see it in here, 
then don't accept it. Because that's the only sure foundation that you can stand on and not find out later that it was wrong or find out later somebody changed their mind, changed their opinion, changed their teaching, edit their book, come out with version (laughs) 3.3. This is the first and only version. No updates needed or required. It was perfect when he said it. And that's how, if God was having to update things, it means he did not see the end from the beginning. But he did, and he does. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. It's not your unbelief that overcomes the world. That won't cut it. It's not your fear that overcomes the world. It's not confusion. What is it that overcomes the world? Help me out. What? God is impossible to please except by faith. The scripture said without faith it's impossible to please him. That doesn't mean you have to know everything to have faith. Faith is a choice. A choice. Not based on complete knowledge. In fact, it's the substance uh, of things expected or hoped for. It's the evidence of things what? Not seen. Not seen. So when you're operating in faith, there's some things you don't see. But every day there are numerous junctures where we make a choice, either actively and knowingly, purposefully, or ignorantly and automatically. You're making a choice. What do you mean? Are you going to doubt? Are you going to believe? (laughs) Are you going to trust or not trust? You're going to walk by faith? You're going to walk by sight? You're going to look to him or look to other stuff that you see and feel. Every day we're making these choices throughout the day and throughout the night. And tell me how you would win in every situation. By making the right choice. Huh? Uh, Whatever's born of God is a predestined winner, overcomer. But that's not the end of the verse. (laughs) But what is, how do you do that? How do you walk that out? What is the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith, and faith is a choice. Everybody said out loud, faith Faith. is a choice. It's a choice. You'll hear sometimes people say, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that. I just can't believe that. That is wrong terminology. There's no such thing as a person who can't believe something by nature of what faith is. Faith is not based on understanding. Faith is not based on physical evidence. Faith is a choice. And so when somebody's saying, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that, To say it accurately, they should say, I choose not to believe that. 
Because they could believe it if they would choose to. But they're choosing not to. Say it again, faith Faith. is a choice. It's a choice. choice. I mean, if I came in here today and I said, man, I went fishing yesterday and I caught 800 fish and they were all over seven feet long. (laughs) 800 fish, all of them seven foot plus. (laughs) Well, you you have a response to that. (laughs) Whether you said it or not, what are you thinking? Do I believe that or do I not believe that? That's quite a story, right? You know, but then what's the next thing you're going to look at? You're going to look at me, right? Okay, you heard it. Is it possible? I suppose it is, but am I lying or am I telling the truth? That's when you look at me and you decide, well, I don't think he would just stand up there and lie like that or yeah, you know, he's lied several times before about them fishing stories. <laughs> huh? So what, you, what are you doing? You're saying, I believe him, I don't believe him. And what is it? It's a choice. And it's a choice you're making about the character of the one who told you. And so you either trust what they tell you, Or you don't trust what they tell you. And this is exactly what faith is. Whether it's faith in God, or faith in me, or faith in your spouse, or anybody you know. It all comes down to your choice. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is a tremendous word. This is a tremendous word. This lets you know. You and I can go through our whole life winning. We can go through our whole life just overcoming, coming out on top, winning, overcoming, overcoming. It's God's plan. It's our spiritual makeup. But that's not the end of the verse. How do we do it? This is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. And that is our making the right choice every day of our life. We get up, uh, something's wrong with the car. It won't start. Uh, You got a choice. You can cuss it and kick it and say, nothing's working for me right today. Bad choice. You're not going to overcome that way. Or you can say, thank you, Lord, for helping me through everything. This is a blessed car. I'm even getting a new car soon. Come on, y'all with me? And you talk faith and you make the right choice, you'll overcome that situation. You'll overcome that whole set of circumstances as the days go by. But it's because of the choice you made to believe or doubt, faith or fear, trust or not trust. Are you an overcomer? Yes. Are you born of God? Yes. And do you have faith? Yes. <laughs> Our time's up again. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's it for today. We'll see you next time. 
back here at Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.